to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be doing another Target book review, and this time we've selected for your enjoyment An Unearthly Child, so we'll be discussing that a bit later on. But first, let's have some news, and wow, what a news week it's been, eh, Paul? Yeah. What a news week. I mean, Couldn't have believed it, could we? You couldn't have believed it. Derbyshire County Council is hosting a day of celebration at the Chesterfield Library on Wednesday the 30th of October. With two events, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Not just one event, two events. Two events. Now, I mean, this is brilliant. The star of the morning event will be K9, accompanied by his creator, Matt Irvin. Wow. What a treat. What an absolute treat for you all. And in the afternoon, Matt comes back again. And he talks about his visual effects work for Doctor Who, Blake Seven Tomorrow's World, Robot Wars, Red Dwarf, and it also says The Sky at Night as well. I didn't know that Patrick Moore was animatronic. <laughs> Did they let the paint dry for the put him on set? <laughs> why, do they, why do they need to get rid of it then? <laughs> exactly. You could just carry it on and on and on. Uh, yeah, so the morning event runs from 10am to 11.30am, and you get the chance to meet K9. In the afternoon, it runs from 2pm to 3.30pm. So hmm. contact the Chesterfield Library if you're around, um, if you plan to be around in the area on October the 30th. So, hmm. only kidding. That's not the big news event of the week, is it? Crikey. Right. No, of course not. It's the news that nine episodes of Doctor Who have been recovered. Hooray! Yes. yes. And not the 106. No. As was, as was reported, but it does mean, though, there's only now... Yeah, that, that, that mirror, that mirror uh, story was, was nearly right, didn't it? It just got the number of episodes wrong, where they was found wrong. Yeah, <laughs> so pretty much everything, really. <laughs> Um, and yes, and apparently, yes, of course, they were in negotiation with the BBC. It already happened. Yeah. It already happened. Uh, yeah, so now we've only got 97 episodes left to find. Yeah, and I'm not sure whether I found... This is, this is, this is obvious, the fan in me now. I'm not sure now whether I'm more optimistic that stuff will be found or less optimistic because this is one more place we can cross off the list where they could find them. Well, uh, that's a very good point, actually, because he, he must have you know searched all the way across... What used to be the old um, Commonwealth, yeah, because that's where they would have been sent. Really, the bit of probably the best place to start. Um, running out of places to look, surely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's now the problem. It's, it's only only we could come up with the, the negative point to this is the of fact co- that it's of course. one less place to look for them. Yeah, but because <laughs> they didn't find the whole hundred and six episodes there, we're now <laughs> I think what, what, fretting that they're not going to find the well, others. Well, I think all we, all we can say really is that, you know, nine episodes have been found, but we can still we can still see the gloomy side to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, of course, as you all should know by now, um, episodes found uh, were for Enemy of the World, so it's a turn of episodes two, four, five, and six, and then uh, Web of Fear, they found episodes one, two, four, five, and well, I think they had episode one anyway, didn't they, of Web of Fear? Yeah. Um, so it was two, four, five, and six. And episode three is still missing. Yes. Unfortunately. Uh, but, hey, what what a find, though. What a it find. It is. I mean, it is tremendous, isn't it? And, isn't and it? those episodes as well. Those particular episodes as well, I think. Yeah. I think people were sort of sort of trying to hang their hat on 
is it going to be power of the Daleks, perhaps? Yeah. Um, that maybe that might be a little bit too much to hope for. But but to get Web of Fear back, yeah. Bar one episode. I mean, come on, that that's that's really great. That is absolutely great. Um, now, of course, they released these on iTunes, didn't they? First of all, almost immediately after the announcement. Now, actually, well, actually, should we talk about the announcement first? Because that seemed to be a little bit. They had like announcements of an announcement of an announcement, didn't they? Yeah, it seems to be the BBC seems to be um, priding itself on doing this sort of thing. I mean, this isn't even really that necessarily the BBC, is it? This is um, BBC Worldwide and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it just seems to be we seem to be having this, don't we? With oh, we're having an announcement, then and the announcement is that there's going to be something happening later in the week. Yeah, I, it's really. I know it's they got sort of drumming up the interest and the and the, and the sort of like the fever surrounding it and everything, but just just say okay, release your, your press release at midnight. You know, don't keep. It's just, it just seems a waste of time, really. And it does whip up people into a bit of a frenzy, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, in some ways, you know, because you, you had the the story on the sun last week mm. that we, we we reported on with um, school, well, I think. Well, is, is well, yes, well, we poo pooed it, didn't we? <laughs> yes, yes. That, that pessimism that we was comfortable in at the beginning of the week shrunk in the wash, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it barely it barely fits one of my children now. Actually, that pessimism suit, but <laughs> yes. Um, well, I, as, I, yeah, as I say, I, yes, I did but, post but, on our Facebook group. I'm ready to eat my hat now. Yes. So I might post a photograph of that later. But, <laughs> but it's just. It almost what they then almost by letting it then run with that story mm. without saying anything, other than just there's going to be an announcement. It was almost leaving themselves open to people actually going, "Oh, is that all?" Well, do you know what? I was, rather than yeah, the, oh, yeah. isn't this wonderful? Do you know I was waiting for uh, for that inevitable backlash. I don't think it's actually. I say inevitable. I don't think it's actually happened. No, where, where people going, "Oh, what, why? Why has it got to be those stories?" Yeah, or, or why is it only nine? Yeah. You know, where actually, you know, I, th- I think everybody, though, has just said, no, this is brilliant. It this is brilliant, because before it's just been one or two, you know, I mean, in the last few years, anyway, I think the last biggest find was Tomb of the Sidemen, wasn't it? That was back in... 93, was that? Not was it 91? No, it was early 90s, yeah. anyway. But but that was the, the last really, really big find, especially from Troughton's era. Yeah. So to to find these... Absolutely amazing, and then and now to complete one of the one of the stories as well. Yeah, and get that close to completing the second one as well. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's effectively almost two complete stories now, isn't it? So. It is, it is. So it's absolutely brilliant. Um, now, as we sort of alluded to earlier on, as you know, everyone should know by now, they were released on iTunes first with a, a DVD release to follow uh, much later. Uh, now. I haven't actually downloaded the the uh, episodes yet. I was going to say DVDs. I haven't actually downloaded anything from iTunes yet. Have you? You now we had a bit of a a chat in the no. gr- a chat in the green room beforehand, didn't we? Yes. And, yeah, and uh, you haven't either, have you? I haven't, but mine's it's mine's more actually just I wouldn't have had time to watch them yet anyway. So as far as it goes, I haven't got round to. Despite the fact that I've overdosed on Doctor Who already this weekend. Yes, yeah, so all the um, for those of us in the UK, they finally started showing the Doctor's Revisited, or the Doctor Revisit, I should say, on yes. Watch. Uh, so if you're lucky enough to have Watch, uh, there's quite a lot of Doctor Who content on there. Yes, more, more than I thought there would be. Yeah, I mean they, they are they are really going for it. Aren't they, they are they? certainly the first weekend. Whether it's going to how it's going to trial off 
Yeah, because they're going to talk about that, so much, can't they? So, yeah. But, How uh, much stuff was actually done by BBC America and whatever for... Well, I already noticed on two of the documentaries they showed yesterday, there's a lot of doubling up already on, on interviews. Yes. So I think they're yeah, going I heard to... the same same phrases quite a few times. Yeah, so I think they're going to run out of uh, content rather quickly at this rate. But uh, yeah. but which is good. It was a good if it, if that's what they had to do for the kickoff weekend. It was great. It yeah. was really great. So um, so yeah, and plus we've got um, other stories to watch in readiness for our uh, commentary next week. More of which will be uh, announced at the end of the show. Yes, but. Um, Anyway, getting back to these um, these missing episodes, yeah, I personally haven't downloaded them because uh, I don't really want to watch them on a laptop or or PC, to be honest. Yeah, and actually, at the moment, my lead that connects my laptop to my telly, Tony's got, <laughs> and oh, still really? hasn't returned to me. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> Which is as much my fault, actually, because I didn't want to take it last time he was going to bring it, because I couldn't be bothered to carry it around with me. So. <laughs> So you've been hoist by your own later, you're going to say your own patel, but by your own laziness there, yes. basically. Yeah. Yes, I have been. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I yeah, same as you really. I think I'd rather watch them. Yeah, and uh, there is the the, the the um also the issue of of cost as well. Yeah, because I I mean it, it's it's not going to be a question of do I buy these on iTunes or do I buy them on DVD? I'm going to buy the DVD anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's a question of do I buy these now as well, just so I can see them now. Yeah, that's it. I think I can. I can wait. Actually, now for any of the world, we haven't got too long to wait because that's actually getting a DVD release on Friday the twenty second of November. Yes, and the Web of Fear, I believe, is it just says early twenty fourteen. Yeah, there is some talk though that it's oh, only going to be actually my, actually my mistake. My mistake. The DVD will go um, of Emmy of the World will go and release to buy on Friday the twenty second November at the Doctor Who convention, and then it will go and sell to the general public on Monday the twenty fifth. So if right. you go, so if you go into the convention on the on sort of Friday Saturday Sunday, you can buy it ahead of the uh, the public release date. Yes, although if you're that bothered, you'd have probably have bought it online by then. Exactly, exactly. Um, so. Yeah, the only thing the only thing I'm looking at this is they're talking about it being single disc releases. Yeah. So, are they just going to do sort of a vanilla release with no extras? Well, I had a bit of a, a, a Twitter conversation during the way, and I just assumed that it would be released with extras. Yeah. Um, now, there has sort of been an announcement about the, the Web of Fear and Emily of the World DVD clarification, because uh, the BVFC have obviously um, classified yeah. those episodes now. So, um, now. There have been other single releases, single disc release, I should say, with extra content on them. Yeah, but not six episode ones. That's, mm. that's quite. There's been four episode ones that they've managed to get the extra content on, but I think most of the six episode ones have come as a double DVD. I think they have. I think they have. As in, you get then the story on one epi- one disc, and then yeah. the extras on the other. Yeah. Now, what it says, it just says no other feature has been announced for either release at present so it doesn't mean to say there's not going to be i guess we're not going to find out until we get an official release sort of um announcement i suppose but wouldn't they have done they'd have had to have done this reasonably by now though wouldn't they for next month release well if there's going to be extras well, considering all the, and yeah, it seems odd to to announce. Well, the BBC classified this. Yeah, without I was about extras. to say that. About to say that. Yeah, because they had to have classified the extras as well. So maybe there isn't. 
the end of the day, it's just the fact that you, they'll probably do a special edition. Yeah, I mean, so then are we then going to get... I mean, is it then a question of, well, you might as well get the iTunes stuff because you may be waiting a while for a disc. That's the thing, because I I really am sort of in two minds whether to to do the iTunes stuff or not. But again, it's that thing of, well, you're paying £10 for each story on iTunes. And then you're going to pay £10 again and then some for the DVD. DVD, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm in two minds at the moment, but so I've got other things to watch right now. Yeah. So I, uh, I suspect it is going to come down to the fact that I am going to eventually find, hopefully, some spare time, and I'm yes. going to be sitting there and thinking, "What shall I watch? What shall I watch? What shall I watch?" And it'll be okay. I'll go and download them, and I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I, I probably will cave in in the end. To be honest, I probably will do. Um, just. Uh, just to see you keep we... seeing people saying how wonderful it is on Twitter and whatever, and you start yeah, to think, oh, no. oh, do, do I, I do, do, I do this? Yeah. Do I do this? I know, I know. Well, I mean, talking about iTunes, um, both stories are topping the uh, charts in the UK, US, Canada, and Australia. Yeah. That's been a big hit. The um, Now, in the UK, Web of Fear is at number one in the iTunes chart, and Enemy of the World is number two. Yeah. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Apparently in Australia, the, the positions were reversed. Um, in the States, Enemy World was at number two, Weber Fields at number four. In the Canadian chart, Weber Fields in third place, Enemy of the World in fourth. Right. So, I mean, it's for a story or a TV series that old to top the, the iTunes charts across, what, three, yeah. three continents, that's incredible. That's absolutely yeah. incredible. I mean, I mean, for what if what they was wanting to achieve with the release and how they've done it and whatever they have achieved, haven't they? Mm. It has yeah. to be said. I mean, yeah. whether we criticise or whatever how they've announced it, yeah, I mean, they, they've certainly got mm. their money's worth out of the announcement. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm not. I must admit, I'm not a big fan of online content. I like to have something sort of tangible. Do you know what I mean? Sort of like I like to, I like DVDs. To be honest, I mean, as, as, Blu-rays. I, as I mentioned in the week, though, as as people that do a podcast, it's like yeah, I know. An odd it, an situation, odd sta- an odd and I'm, and I'm not going to be producing CDs to post out to people. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I mean, audio fine, but when it comes to watching something, I don't like watching things on a tiny little screen or an iPad. I like to watch stuff on my television. I know, yeah. just, I know, you can get like things to you know connect up your your laptops and, and bits yeah. and pieces to your TV. But it's just the fact, well, no, I've got a DVD and Blu-ray player. I would like to watch something using that. Yeah. And plus the fact DVDs and Blu-rays do come with extra content at the moment. Downloads normally, normally do. <laughs> but downloads, As we just discussed. Yes, but downloads don't. Yeah. You just get the the the, the program and that's it. So that's, that's what I don't like about it at the moment. I'm not keen on it. I don't like it. I'm just not keen on it. So. I mean, it would would be good if there was some way that they could say, right, okay, if you download this now, if extra content's made available for on the DVD, then we you can download that for free. We'll give you a code or whatever. Yeah. That allows you to download that for free as well if you've downloaded the episodes. But they're not going to do that. No, they're not. They're not. They're definitely not going to do that. Now, of course, the other the other thing that sort of surrounded um, this, this whole missing episode story is the fact there was a press embargo, which I must admit... Um, Annoyed quite. I, I thought I couldn't see the point to it. No, I mean, I, I, I don't. I honestly don't see what they achieved by that. No, it would have been much better. To, it would have created much more excitement. Well, as much excitement just by doing it and letting people 
tweet and yeah, whatever. Because they'd have had two shots at it then, because then you'd have had all the news programs running it, and then you'd have still had all the papers the next day running it. So yeah, they've got I, two days' worth of news out of it rather than Yeah, it was ridiculous. You know, you invite the press along to this monumental occasion, for, you know, in the, in the world of Doctor Who anyway. Yeah. And then so, well, you can't talk about it till midnight. Yeah. Which I just couldn't say. And that was, what time was it? About half three in the afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's not as if it was going to affect what happened with the sales. Because, to be honest, everybody who stayed up for the press release at midnight would have been staying up to download the iTunes stuff anyway. If they'd released the information at four o'clock Thursday afternoon, those people that downloaded the iTunes stuff because they stayed up for the announcement would have stayed up to download the iTunes stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, there was one paper, though, wasn't there, that said bollocks to the embargo. And that, yes. was, that was the Northern Echo. Yes. Yeah, they sort of... Um, <laughs> they, just, they just released it, didn't they? Perhaps uh, they thought that was in a different time zone. Maybe the they did. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, they then had to issue an apology. Um, with within an hour of sort of announcing that these were the stories that have been found, yeah, they um, they just said, and then the sort of press release says, um, within the last hour, we have inadvertently upset Doctor Who fans across the universe by breaking an embargo about the identity of some long lost episodes. I don't think no, you, I, I don't say, think you would upset any Doctor Who fans. There. Fans, no, you upset, upset the person who did the people who decided on the embargo. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they said it was a genuine mistake, and they didn't mean to cause any consternation amongst followers of the timeline by leaping into the future. But it said, uh, following a Twitter storm and a phone call from BBC Worldwide. <laughs> yes, this is the person they've upset. It, exactly. Now we're getting to the nub, aren't we? The nub of the problem here. Our website has been doctored. See what they did there uh, to remove the offending details. So, but they said within eight minutes, the story had been read. But it had been the most read story on their website. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who'd have guessed? <laughs> but I did say the man responsible has been exterminated by a popular demand. <laughs> so I mean, they, I mean, they've the, actually their apologies is it's done in it's done with humour as well. It's yeah. it's not a grovelling apology or anything. It is done with humour. I think it's quite a it's quite a well written apology to be honest. Yeah. Almost as if they had it planned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I, I, they, did, they, they did as much got as much publicity out of this as BBC Worldwide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really don't see, you know, why the BBC are employing someone to sit down and looking at Northern Echo to see if they break any Doctor Who embargoes. It's a waste of license fee payers' <laughs> money. That's what it is. No, but it's just yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it is just a bit of an odd way they've done it. And obviously, to tie in with the downloads being available on iTunes, and there was something in that. But I just don't think they needed that. I think they could have had, if they'd have announced it if at the beginning of week. Yeah, announced it and said, as of midnight Thursday, you can download them on iTunes. Yeah. I mean, that they'd, would they'd, have they'd got they'd more got press. More, yeah, press yeah. for it. And I just, yeah, yeah it just seems to be a bit of an odd yeah. not situation that, not, with that. Not that they didn't get enough press anyway. <laughs> no, but, but they would have got even more. Yeah. Because actually, then the, the the news about where they are in the iTunes charts would have been the news on Friday, rather than just the news that they have been found. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's well. It, it just seems to you just got expected from the BBC now. They've got this very weird way of announcing things. Especially, yeah. especially when it comes to Doctor Who, I don't know why they quite do it this way, but 
hey ho, that's them, isn't it? That's the BBC yeah. for you. So, yeah. well, I mean, on, on a last thing, I, I think yeah. this might be the last thing, unless you've got something else to say. No, about I haven't. No, 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 it is interesting though. But unless you've seen it, has there actually been any state? Uh, we've heard where they was found, but mm. when they was found, has any date actually been given to? How long? Well, there was an. They've interv- been holding onto them. Well, there was an interview with Philip Morris, which I haven't actually uh, watched yet. So maybe there's something in there about it. Um, I've seen the bit on the BBC, mm. which I've, I don't know how much more of it there is than that. But there's no talk of actually when they was found on that. Well, to get these episodes, because the, obviously the BBC restoration team has been been at work on these episodes, so it, they must have had it for some time. Yeah, and I think it must, there must be some truth to that story. Back in June, it was June, wasn't it? It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. When when this first came about, these these horde of episodes have been have been found in Africa. So I think then that story must have it, it must have been true to yeah. a cer- to a certain degree. Obviously, it, it had been sort of well and truly taken out of context, and it was completely denied by everybody, wasn't it? It was. Actually, which is I, but, which is what which is actually what makes me starting to think. Do you think there is any more they've got, and they just these are the first two they've got ready? Ready, I yeah, I think, and they want to get something out for the fiftieth before the fiftieth. Yeah, I think there's more to come next year. Yeah, I mean, this is just us now. We've built that. <laughs> we, we've got a complete... completely gone, hasn't it? Now you're full of optimism and hope. <laughs> we've got a very baggy, optimistic suit on. <laughs> Actually, keep still, Paul. Do you want us both out of this suit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm full of hope for the future now. I really yeah. am. Yeah, I really am. Really full of, full of hope now. So, yeah, I, I do think it's interesting that they haven't given a date as to, to. I mean, probably they have, and everyone's now going to say to us, "Oh no, no, they said it was found, whatever day in August or whatever." But yeah, um, no, it, it, that seems to have been completely absent as to. When they was found, because when they found the the two episodes back a couple of years ago, mm. they'd held on to those for about four months before they did the announcement, didn't they? Because they waited right. the BFI uh, missing, presumed wiped season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it's just we haven't had have have there's I presume people have asked them, was there any others? Have they actually denied that? I, do you know what? I don't know. I thought it was actually against the BBC Charter to lie to their audience. Well, it, it, I don't know, because it is BBC Worldwide, which is a slightly different entity, isn't it? Mm. So, and No, uh, no, my licence fee is still going towards that. <laughs> so, I just don't know. I mean, <laughs> but, but like I say, we had the denials in June, and I yeah, can't we did. believe yeah. that this has only just come to light since then. No, I can't, I can't. It, they must have had these for some time, and... Yeah. It seems about right, really, doesn't it? June to now, ready yeah. for a DV, you know, into the point of announcing a DVD release. I mean, they yeah. they must have been ready for a long, long time. Yeah. So hmm, interesting to know. Yeah. What, maybe there's more to come. Maybe there's. More I think this is never satisfied. No, never, never. <laughs> We've got, got more episodes than we thought we was ever going to see again. <laughs> yeah, and we're still not satisfied. <laughs> now we're now we're saying they're not telling us the truth. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I, all I know is that Ian Levine's happy. Yes. He was full of righteous anger beforehand, but now he's happy. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm pleased for him because I, <laughs> because all the way through, I just thought, oh, please, you know, um, 
he kept the amount of episodes that he's found before and why haven't the BBC told him? You know, it's back to that again. But when the announcement came out, I've never seen such a happy man in my life. Yeah. You know, so... I mean, I, I think that's it, isn't it? I mean, whatever you say about him, he has got the programme at heart. He has. And, yeah, I mean... And but the, the reason why we've got these... We're probably... There's so much interest in missing episodes. is probably as much to do with him as anybody else. So. Well, exactly. I mean, as much as people diss him, yeah, um, and we, and we, you know, we do it in, in, you know, in jest. With there's no malice yeah. intended. The right. guy, the guy has recovered an awful lot of episodes, yeah. and yeah, just saved a lot as well from being destroyed. Which I mean, how much would it be left now had he not got involved? Exactly. Exactly. So did. you know, the, the, we've we've got a lot to thank the bloke for. Yeah. To be honest. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I mean, there's only one other news item. Unfortunately, there's no Ermigas um, Tack Corner. We, we have got one final news item for you, and that is um, Neve McIntosh, you know, plays Madame Vastra. Yes. In an interview with the Daily Record, she says that she wants to sex up Doctor Who as it reaches its 50th anniversary. Yeah, I was quite happy for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, especially with the photograph they've, they've got of her on this, uh, on this yes. article. Um, doesn't say how she wants to. Sex it up, no. But um, one interesting thing does. I mean, I'm all for it though. Yes, <laughs> she's involved. I'm all for it. Um, I don't think we can make that clear enough. No, exactly. Um, but the thing is, though, she does say that um, she will be filming with Peter Capaldi. Yes, she says it will be sad not working with Matt again. But I'm really looking forward to Peter taking over and seeing what he does with it. So, and she does actually say that. She will appear on on screen twenty fourteen after Matt Smith's departure. Yeah, so, it's interesting. So, are they actually are there actually scripts and ideas? Could I be. They must be by must now. Be. The thing is, I mean, people. It's like when um, sort of uh, tenant left that whole sort of Doctor Who family thing that with that you know with like the, the you know the um, the Tyler family. Yeah, it's sort of that was his Doctor. Yeah. And you sort of like with um, Matt Smith, you've got the Pat Noster gang. That's with his doctor. So it'd be interesting. This will be the first time, really, that there's been a, a crossover. Yeah, well, for ha- someone who's been there so long. I mean, we sort of had it with Eccleston, but that was just because it was such a short period of time. Exactly. So, but but it made more sense because you still had Rose there. Yeah. And these people, I mean, the Pat Noster gang, they're not people class as companions, but they're not companions in the true sense of the word. No. So they just sort of like been sort of like an offshoot, yeah, of that. But yeah, I, I suppose, don't know. It'd be the yeah. first time, really, wouldn't it? Well, I suppose the only one is River Song. Yeah, that's. I suppose so. Again, I wouldn't really class her as a companion, though. No, and not particularly. That was sort of almost a a throwaway episode. She wasn't exactly big in the Tenant era. No, and that I mean that was a, a long game, wasn't it? By yeah. by Moffat. Yeah. But you know, but the the Pat and Oster gang is, is very well entrenched in Matt Smith's era of, of the Doctor. Yeah, and, and you know, under, under his uh, under his reign. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what what way it will go now with with Capaldi. Yeah, we should have said spoilers at the front of that, really, didn't we? But but again, again, it, it's it's in the Daily Record. It could be a lot of old crap. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have no reason to believe the Daily Record is lying to us. Yeah, well, they could be taken out of context. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a red top tabloid, so I wouldn't I I would take anything they say with a massive pinch yes. of salt. To be honest, a massive. Yeah, pinch but of they salt. are are they the same as the Mail? Uh no, isn't it more like the Mirror? 
daily record? I don't know. I was going to say, well, yeah, it doesn't really matter to be honest. Well, I don't know. So I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at the ban. It says the daily record and Sunday mail. So maybe right. you're right. Hmm. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know either. But I can't. I can't actually, actually, I wouldn't have thought there's, there's a lot. There's It'd a... be more likely to be mirror than mail, I'd have thought, in Scotland. But... Yeah, I would have thought so as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well, um, well, if we get into trouble for that, we deny everything. <laughs> no, <yes. laughs> right, okay, folks, that is it for the news this week. I mean, that, I mean, that really has been it, hasn't it? I mean, that's the whole, yeah. the whole thing. Every, everything else has been pushed off. Exactly. It's insignificant, basically. It's yes. insignificant. So, so for another week, then, that was the news. Right, everybody, it's time to uh, have another book review. And this week, as we said at the top of the show, we are discussing the target novelisation of An Unearthly Child. Or as the book calls it, Doctor Who and An Unearthly Child. Yes. Yeah, so uh, it's my turn to go first, isn't it, this week? Um, I think it's mine, but you can go if you like. No, no, all your, the floor is yours, Paul. The floor Thank is you. yours. <laughs> I kept my mouth shut. You should have done. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, this is a interesting um book in the sense that i get the feeling that terence dix wasn't quite sure what how to portray the doctor in this okay okay because this book was written in 81 and by then we had the people that would the generation that would have been reading this book and watching doctor who would not have recognized the doctor from this episode okay okay well yeah because this um we had a brief discussion. There is a little bit of um, history to this book, isn't there? Yeah. Because it's actually written as a tie-in um, to a series of repeats on uh, BBC television called the, the Five Faces of Doctor Who. And John Nathan Turner asked this to be written as a tie-in to the broadcast of the because it hadn't been broadcast for... Oh, well, since its first broadcast, I don't think, had it? Um, no, that, probably not. Yeah. yeah. It's um, probably the first time I saw it. Yeah. Now, according to the um, TARDIS wiki... Entry. Uh, Terence Dix was only given a fortnight to complete the book, so which which might explain, you know, the sort of like the because there's nothing drastically changed about this, is there? Um, no. Th- there's little bits though. It's there's stuff um, that you go through, and he's actually trying to give the Doctor more credit than the story does on screen for stuff, and I think it's because he's worried about the fact of how badly the Doctor probably comes across in this episode for the fans that would have got used to Pertwee <laughs> yeah. and Baker. Yeah, he is um, not a very nice person, is he? No. The Doctor. I mean, I mean, it's the same in, in, the, in the broadcast version of this as well. He is not a yeah. nice character. But, but there's, there's certain bits in this where he's giving the Doctor, he's saying, where he gives the Doctor stuff, it's his idea, the Doctor's idea, just to sort of make him a bit more positive. Mm. And a, like things where... They're lighting the fire at the end, where Ian's lighting the fire at the end. In the book, it says the Doctor explained to him what to do, mm. and on the on the screen, it's just Ian's doing it. Yeah, because the Doctor was. I mean, in the yeah the broadcast version, the Doctor he's not very helpful at all, really, is he? No, and I, I think this is where Terence Dix, I think, had a bit of a problem here, and I think he was trying to make him without changing the story. Mm. Was just trying to make him that bit more recognisable, as in try because actually to, to a large extent the Doctor does nothing really of help in this story at all. 
No, he doesn't. He the, only, really doesn't. The, only, the, only, the only clever bit the Doctor really does in this story is that with the knives. That, to prove that Carl's the killer. Exactly, which he does in the TV version as well. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, actually, I, I thought in the, the first couple of chapters that Dix actually wrote the first Doctor as even more crotchety and, and, and tetchy than, than the TV version. He, he was quite openly hostile, I, I found, especially when they got inside the TARDIS. Yeah. He really was. I mean, he, he, was, he was sort of... Um, if you watch the, the broadcast version... He's sort of like, mm, you, you think you're going to leave? Are you? Well, no, you're not. And it's all, it's all very, sort of like a like a you know a dodgy old man. But in yeah. the in the book version, I say the the way he comes across, he's sort of you thought if you, it was the impression that if they tried to leave, if if the doctor had a rock handy, he would smash their skulls in. Well, I mean, this is it, and this is. I mean, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think he he can't change that so much. But what he tries to do is try to show in the book later on that the doc- how the Doctor helps save the day sort of thing, when yeah. he just doesn't in the TV series. No, I think I think he tried to write the Doctor as having a bit more of a, oh, I hate using this word, but a, a phrase rather, but a, a character journey. Yeah. Because, because in the TV show, there isn't much of a one. He, he's a crotchety old git at the beginning, and he's still the same at the end. End, uh, yeah. And but, he hasn't helped anybody at all. No, he hasn't. And But in this... He he paints him out worse to begin yeah. with, and he softens as the story goes on. Yes, but maybe and he becomes more helpful as the story yeah. goes on, and 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 his intellect comes to the fore and whatever. So you yeah. know, but which doesn't tend to so much in the in the TV series. No, actually, there was there was one thing that I thought was quite good in the opening chapter. When um, if you remember back to the the TV version of this, with the policeman. Yeah, we've got, was it Terence Dick's pitch for Target to do serialisation of Dixon and Doc Green, wasn't it? It was actually, wasn't it? Because he has, because in the TV version, he just shines his torch on the TARDIS and and that's it really, isn't it? That's how the the episode opens. Well, is is that, actually, because I didn't actually watch the pilot, but in the actual episode, he just shines his light on the name on on the outside of the... The door and sort of walks away. It's the camera that goes in. Camera goes in exactly. after the after the policeman's walked away. Yeah, but in in this book version though, you've got the whole the, the policeman goes into the junkyards and you get this whole sort of inner monologue. Yeah. About what's this doing here? Maybe it's sold for scrap. Um, I don't tell this to the sergeant. He'll think I'm going mad. I want my tea and sausage sandwich. sandwich yes. <laughs> and then they had this whole thing about him going back the next night, and it had gone. Gone. Yeah. And then, and then, basically, the rest of the book is what happened between the policeman's first visit and his last visit. Is it? So it's um, I, I actually quite liked what he did there. Yeah, I mean, it, it is the. Uh, uh, it was almost as if he was trying, struggling to think of what he was going to do extra. Yeah, and he decided that was that. But it, it did sort of set the scene. It did, and he does give. I mean, as typical with uh, Terence Dix, this is what I love. I love about his writing. Or the ones we've we've read so far, I should say, is that he does give enough detail or background detail to to insignificant characters, like you know, like the policeman. Yeah. We okay. We possibly didn't really need to know that he he was looking forward to a cup of tea and a sausage sandwich, but it does give the character a bit of life. Yeah. Rather than just saying, "Here's a policeman," he shines a torch. The end. Yeah. You know that, and that's what I like, and also. And it's a, sort of, yeah, it gave the it gave the, the the description of the junkyard a bit more. Yeah, presence didn't it? Exactly. 
And I mean, also like the, the sort of the background he gave to um, Ian Chesterton and Barbara uh, Barbara Wright as well. Yeah. Because he sort of Ian Chesterton was he sort of makes him writes him as sort of like all the description he gives is easy going and sort of very light hearted and everything. But Barbara Wright was very stern, very stern. And then she said she would she would be more attractive if she wasn't quite so so stern. Yeah, and the fact that Ian Chesterton was the one person that sort of understood had, her, had seen through that to yeah. the kind of person that's below. Yeah, and I'd, but that's the thing that makes me—I don't know—it doesn't quite work when he, so, he paints her out as very sort of quite a strict person. Yeah, and very cool and in control, and, and never lets her emotions be shown. But so when they do go back in time, she's the first person to panic. Which she does in the TV show, but but they don't pan out to be quite so stern to begin with in the TV version. No, there's not enough time to do that, really, is there? No. But so, but maybe I think maybe that bit didn't work because you get this. To me, it seemed out of character for Barbara to start panicking and, and start. Oh, we're never going to get out of here and all that sort of thing. The, what what description you've been given? It doesn't seem like her. Yeah. But it, yeah. But it's actually, yeah. The panicking is more out of, out of how the character develops than. Well, it's like a, a, a regression rather than develops, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. More than anything else. So maybe that bit didn't quite. Didn't, I mean, the whole thing is, if you're meant to, 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 to my mind anyway, where the character progresses, they're meant to be not quite like the Doctor. How mm. he wrote the Doctor, bad to begin with, and then he got better as the a more yeah softer, more helpful as the story went on. But I don't know. Maybe I sort of, I sort of misread what um, Terence Dix was trying to do there. Talking of in in a monologues, mm. we just touched touched on that. Yes, you don't get a lot of them from the Doctor in this. You don't from any of them, really, do you? Um, you, you, you get do. You, you get a few like thoughts. It's sort of like um, there's I can't wait to which bit it was now. It was in it was in the Cave of Skulls. And um, it, actually, it's when the Doctor apologises for saying, I'm so sorry, it's all my fault. I've, you know, I've got you into this. And there's this yeah. inner in thought by interest and going, well, it is actually. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't get, he doesn't, which Terence Dix does t- do quite a lot of inner monologues he puts into the stories. Yeah. Because um, obviously you can't just do it by the Doctor's look at somebody. Um but he doesn't really do. I mean, I might have to reread this at some point just to see. But I don't think he really does a lot for the Doctor at all. You do get a few from Barbara and quite a lot from Ian, as you say. Yeah. I mean, because particularly, I think one of the things I really, when we embarked on this, was as we were talking about get the stone, yeah, and hit someone on the head. Is mm. that scene? Yeah. And I was interested to see with was he actually gonna tell us what the Doctor was thinking? at that stage. And we don't. We get it all from Ian's point of view. Yeah. Where he stops the Doctor. He then says, I think something about how, wonders how ruthless this man could be. I've... And then you get actually extra extra lines in there that you don't get on the t- TV, where, where the Doctor says, um, I was just going to ask him how to draw a map back to the TARDIS, which you get. Mm. In this, you get Ian saying something about, well, that's a good idea. But I don't think we've got time, or something like There's that, or he's too lines. weak. Yeah, and you think slightly as if he's trying to soften the Doctor. Even then, that he's giving the Doctor the benefit of the doubt that that's what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, it was that. That was a bit strange. That bit, wasn't it? 
That yeah, was a bit I mean, it, it, it's just like the whole point. If you're gonna, this was the book that could have given that as a complete thing well, on that. I, that I actually think that, I mean, that's what we said at the beginning. That he was only given a fortnight to write this book. Yeah. I just, I, just, no, I just think he just didn't quite know how he was going to write the doc- well, well, this doctor for for the what I was going to say the modern audience, but the modern audience of 1981. Well, I, I don't know. And, I, and to be honest, the modern audience of today, because I well, think probably yeah. we're closer to the 81 style of Doctor Who than now, even now, than 81 was to this. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I do, I do think though that 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 two week period he had to write the book, it, it does. Um, it does show, yeah. Because he st- as you say, he starts off padding out, but as it goes on, I mean, really, once they've gone back in time, uh, it 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 just literally, really is just a, a blow by blow account of what happens on the TV version. Yeah. Apart from that, you know, so the, there's the odd little change here and there, but I don't think he was given enough time to sort of develop the characters and 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 do more of those inner monologues. And it's actually interesting that, that there is. There is also more scenes on the. There's actually more bits on the in the show than there is in the book. Yeah, the bit um, where Susan says when she's actually given the book on the French Revolution and starts looking through it and says that didn't happen. That's wrong. Mm. Isn't in the book. No. It, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I think it was. I mean, and there's even bits where when they go back to the caves, the children are someone's dressed up as a tiger. Hmm. And a tiger skin, and obviously the children are being taught and practiced how to are playing how to kill the tiger as part yeah. of their yeah. learning process. Doesn't come into the book. You get no idea of the social life of the tribe in the book, or you get less of an idea of the social life of the tribe in the book than you do on the TV. Yeah, you're right. Actually. Yeah, it's the only the only, the only a, other bit is, is the in the book is the old woman would have been cast out mm. in normal circumstances. I, I, that's the thing. I don't think it's. I mean, it's a, a very, very fast book to read. Yes, I've extremely fast. As I didn't start it till yesterday. Yeah, I morning. know, I know. I mean, I, I read it in two evenings. I mean, it's an. Yeah. You know, it's a really, really quick read, and it's a shame because you know it's the first ever story. Yeah. And in the written form, you can expand on stories. You know, if, yeah. if, if you do not a tra- like a translation of, of a, a TV story or a film or something, you can. Put in so much more detail, and Terence Dix usually does. Yeah, but if this is to be believed, the end of Fortnite, I think it shows. Yeah, this really does show because it it really is just like a a very very extremely quick translation of what was on the screen. As you say, there's less um, things in the book than there is on on the TV. Yeah, which is peculiar. It's very peculiar. Uh, I I mean, I would read it. I would recommend it to someone just to see. Just to, just to you know illustrate to people you know this this is what the doctor was like, and I think really also to the point of the simple storytelling as well, yeah of the day you know if you, if you're not if you think you know that was the constraints of uh you know working in television at that time I, I think well no, maybe that what that you know it's also the constraints of the story itself because it's not yeah. a, it's not a fantastic story really is it um, really? I don't know actually I watched, it, I, mean, it, I watched it again last night. Because I, I just find all the cavemen stuff... I mean, the opening episode is fantastic. I mean, the, the, the Doctor is such a mysterious character, the whole thing of the yeah. TARDIS and, and Ian and Barbara's reaction to it and everything. I think it's, it's utterly brilliant. But I do find once they go back in time, it, it's very, very... It, 
I don't know, it, it's like a player of the week, isn't it? I know that's what TV was like back then, but it, it shows. It, I think the story really does show. It's not a, a particularly great story, cavemen on mm. a quest for fire. That's basically it, a caveman on a quest for fire. Yeah, and I, it, it rattled through when I watched it last night. I was surprised how quickly <laughs> I got through it. Um, well, I quite enjoyed it. Well, we, I, did, we did do a commentary many, yeah. many months mm. ago, didn't we? Was it last year sometime, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And so. I think I think what comes out of it is just how much they got right in terms of setting up the story. Yeah. Which has kept it going so long. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, the, the, the character of the Doctor does change as the story goes on. And quite yeah. quickly, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, so they will be sort of begin to trust one another. Mm. But it is good to begin with, you know. And I suppose that Dix didn't try to ruin that, really. Even no, at the end I, of the I, story, yeah. there is no can... real trust between them. No, I mean there are certain things he couldn't do, and and I suspect actually trying to give anything more character to the Doctor wasn't really one of them. I think the Doctor is meant to be very mysterious throughout the whole of this story. Yeah. Yeah. And he does keep to that. Um, it's just, yeah, he just, like I say, it was just actually, he does try to make the Doctor a bit more of a central, the Doctor isn't necessarily a central character in this. No, he's Once not. Once you get past the first episode, it is really Ian and Barbara that run the story from it is. then on. It is. And it's the same with the TV show as well. Yeah, so I know, I was going to say, it's yeah, actually, exactly it's the actually, same. It, it's, it's more in, he tries to give the Doctor more in the book to do. Or more ideas in the book, but, but it, not I mean, no, as much as he can. But there's no, just not a lot for him to do. There isn't. It, it's not enough to turn the Doctor from like an anti-hero to a hero. Hero, yeah. There's not enough within that story. Um, no. But, but as I say, you know, it. the stories that follow did that job. Yeah. You know, so. Now, the one thing I was interested to, um, there's two things actually. Uh, when they land in um, Stone, Age, Stone Age times, Yes. Uh, it's actually Susan in the book. It's Susan that's the one that remarks that the, that the TARDIS didn't change shape rather than the Doctor. Because the Doctor says nothing about that in the book. No. But they both do in the in the show. Yeah, it's just Susan in the book, which I found yeah. Was, was... Yeah, I thought, why drop the Doctor? Yeah, just the bit as he's walking. You get a very, very close-up the, on, the t- on the screen. Yeah. You get a very big close-up of him saying it hasn't changed. Yeah. Now, one thing that I did find... And I was always interested to see at the end of the book because in the old Hartnell um, stories, you got to the end of a, a particular story and, the, and the, the last scene of the last episode would always lead into next week. Yeah. And it did exactly that in the book as well. Yeah. Because it made mention they, you know, they landed on the, on the planet they, with, the, with the radiation counter was at zero and they, when they went out and when it, they left the doors, went outside... It, it crept up, and they said they landed on a planet called Scaro, and it mentioned the Daleks and and all that. So, really, it sort of sets it up that you have to read the Daleks next. Yes. Whereas the other, the other books, I, I mean, I must admit, I um, haven't read any of the earlier Hartnell stories yet, so I don't know if they all do the same thing or not. Well, they do actually lead into the next book. Yeah, but that one really took it straight from the TV. It, I mean, it did. so much from it that you almost felt, actually, this is not necessary. Yeah. You didn't for need the book. it, yeah. No. I mean, it's like I mean, we said about the tenth planet with the whole regeneration thing in the book. Yeah. Um, the Doctor clumps into a metal casket. Yeah. To change, so I mean, why why the author felt that was necessary, I'll never ever fathom that one out. No. Um, and I think it's the same in this one. Yeah. 
it, yeah, it, it was as if he was by that stage. He really was just following the script. Yeah, I mean that could have been that little last bit at the end. That that could have been the prologue to the Daleks. Yeah, really. Yeah, and probably should have been. Yeah, I think so. But but I mean, on the whole, I mean, I would recommend people read this book actually, just to see, well, just to sort of like see the different, you know, what a quick translation of a TV show looks like without yeah. give, without being given any time to develop it really. Yeah. If that if the wiki page is to be believed, of course. If only had months. He just yeah, exactly. Could be asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that having some nice lunches? <laughs> Oh dear! So, uh, should we should we leave that there? Should we? Think, yeah. Are we done? We're done with that one. Okay. Cool. Now, next week, then next week. Well, we for the first time in a very very long time, we've got a commentary coming up, haven't we? Yes. Uh, which means the return of Tony to the show. Uh, so, for the next two weeks, it will actually be a commentary. We're going to split it into into two. And well, this time we've selected the demons. Yes. We've gone back for another Pertwee story. We uh, have. Yeah. So because uh, we've been away for so long, we just. <laughs> We thought we, we need we need some Pertwee in our lives. That's what, that's what yes. we thought actually. Yeah. So that so that's what we got. We're going to be doing for the next two weeks. So so <laughs> I'm looking forward to doing because we haven't done one for such a long time now. No. Really looking forward to it. So I hope you are at home as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The indifference was overwhelming. <laughs> Okay, then. so until next week, then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.